Welcome to the What About Marriage podcast, where two newlyweds explore marriage through the lens of personal experience. This is not about teaching, it's about discovering and learning together. Thanks for listening. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, Welcome to the What About Marriage podcast. I was going to try to pretend to be some fancy theater, like, welcome to the Golden Club. <laughs> it's going to be a night of great entertainment. No. Hi, I'm Joshua. <laughs> I'm <Angelina. laughs> And that's us. That's, that's us. us. That's us in a nutshell. Yep. Um, Trying to fake theaters. <laughs> yep. Yep. All the time. Um, well, we are from Napster, Tanzania, and we, <laughs> we're from Nashville, Tennessee. Well, we're not from here, but we yeah. are here. We are here. And uh, we started this podcast to talk about marriage in all of its facets, all the cool things, all the weird things, all the just things that you deal with every day. And yeah. um, we thought there, were, there weren't, there wasn't enough talk going around about marriage. We thought that it was a little more like closed door. Yeah. And we didn't like that. Yeah. And so this is our little way of opening that door. Yeah. To be real and to encourage other people to be real. Yep. And one disclaimer, we are not experts. Yes, we are. We're not. Secondly, what we... <laughs> I just, <laughs> you know, <laughs> always take what we say... With a grain of salt yep. when thinking about your own relationships and marriages. Because mm-hmm. each marriage and each relationship is unique. And that's what makes it amazing. So you should celebrate your uniqueness. Not try to make your marriage look like someone else's necessarily. I think you can take bits and pieces of wisdom from people you admire and respect. But your marriage, your relationship is its own entity. And you should celebrate its oddness and uniqueness and weirdness. Mm. Amen. Anyway, what we talking about tonight? <laughs> uh, well, we are talking about... Well, no. No? What are we drinking? Uh, what we drinking? Mm. Gross. Ah. <laughs> what is that? We're drinking some home-brewed kombucha. Mm, mm, mm. The yeast is floating around the bottom. Mm-hmm. And it's got this nice vinegary tang. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm, we didn't have any juice to make with this one, so it's just plain old original kombucha. Kombucha. Cambodia. Just for the record, kombucha mm-hmm. is pronounced kombucha, not kombucha. Mm-mm. Or not or kumbacha. Kumbacha. Yeah, I feel like that's what some. No, kombucha. Yep. Get it in your booch. Uh huh. I don't know what that means, but... Yeah. Your booch, your mouth? Yeah. Okay. Get the booch in your booch. Well, we are... I was thinking, are... like... Anyway, go, yeah. Let's, Sorry, Let's go ahead. cut that rabbit trail off real quick. <laughs> so we're drinking kombucha uh, because it's still early evening and didn't feel like drinking alcohol. Nah. Surprise! Pass. We don't drink alcohol that much. Hard pass. Um, soft pass for me. Soft pass. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, so tonight we're going to be talking a little bit about... The pros and cons that we've observed and experienced mm-hmm. of living away from immediate family right after marriage. Mm-hmm. That is a thing that, I mean, it's very 50-50. Either you do live away from your family or, or you, you don't. don't. <laughs> There's no in-between. And 
we were both living down in Nashville before we even got married, mm-hmm. um, separately, but that's, that was just our choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and after we got married, we stayed down here yeah. and our, both of our families are from the Midwest. So we were the mm-hmm. first to kind of venture off and do our own thing, do our own thing in a different state. So yeah. that was our story. That's, I mean, that's a very, very overview style of our story of where yeah. we are. And a lot of what we're going to talk about is like what we've experienced as pros Mm -hmm. and also what we've experienced as cons. And then we're going to kind of probably, if we get far enough. Excuse you. Sorry. (laughs) That was involuntary. Um, If we get far enough, talk about things that we think would be pros and cons. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? knows? We're just just fly by the seat of our pants. Mm -hmm. I've got my pants on. Hopefully they don't rip in the process. (laughs) (laughs) I've got a good hem. (laughs) All right. So without further ado. Go for it. First pro, and this is something that we experienced even before we got married, but both being Joshua's arm is bleeding, he picked off a scab. Gross. That's (laughs) gross information. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Even before we got married, so we were, so we lived down here, I lived down here a little over a year, like a year and a month before we got married. You lived down here almost a year. Um... But we very quickly learned that we had to rely on each other fully and completely because there was no running home to mom and dad for X, Y, and Z from little things to like, little things like the car broke down. I guess that's not a little thing, but that type of thing or how do, how do I set up my internet to, um, oh crap, am I making enough money to pay all my bills? <laughs> so we... Um, we kind of just, right after college, were like, you know what, we're going to be adults, and we're going to do this thing, and we're going to see if we can live on and, like, make it. And we and we did. And mm-hmm. it, it was very tough and hard. Like, I remember having conversations of, like, adding the numbers, and it's like, well, there's, like, $20 left after the bills. And yeah. Yeah. It's scary. <laughs> so that's, we're going to eat uh, pasta every single night. Mm-hmm. Dollar, dollar pasta. Rice and beans. Um, that was our version of rice and beans, yeah. yeah. Pasta's um. cheap. It's <laughs> way better. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it just, very quickly, we had to rely on each other just to survive. And then that kind of turned into relying on each other emotionally. And it led, I feel like it for us, it led to a really strong foundation of trust mm-hmm. um, in each other because... Not that either one of us would have gone home to our families and talked bad about each other or about our situation or anything that was going on. Not that there was anything going on. But it just, like, that wasn't even an option. Like, if I had a stressful day at work, it wasn't like I could stop in at my parents' house on the way home and tell them about it before I told you. Like, we right. were here, and um, and it was just easier to rely on each other than to try to rely on family. Yeah. And I think that's good because we now, we are each other's go-to for everything. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I feel like that's how it should be in marriage. I feel yeah. like your spouse should be who you go to first yep. for everything before you seek second opinion or yeah. help from someone else. Mm-hmm. Like I find it weird when I have gone to someone before you. Like if I have like said, like just kind of off the cuff if right. something had happened and I said something to a coworker then I get home and I'm like, wait. You're not the first person I'm telling or yeah, something like that. Or when, yeah, yeah I don't it's know. Weird. It's just kind of weird. Yeah, I feel the same way. If I, 
and I almost don't, I don't feel like I've ever had an urge to tell someone else something before I told you. Like you're, Mm -hmm. you're like my natural first choice Mm -hmm. to tell any kind of news. Even if it's the smallest thing, you're the person that I want to tell. Um, But at the same time, I feel like being away from family, another pro is that it's forced us to seek community elsewhere. Yeah. Like I know for me, if I was living close to my family, it'd be so easy to just, oh, well, we go, we have family dinner on this night and we do this and we do this and I'm hanging out with this sibling and then this sibling and not put in the effort to build relationships outside of family. Yeah. Um, Because I'm just, I'm, I know my tendency would be to just be with family. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like that would, that's another pro is just how much it's forced us to invest in other people and so that we can be invested in back to and yeah. and have like those relationships where it's give and take and yeah I it's know. i find it like along with that it's great that we have to go get our own community mm-hmm. and find our own community but it's also another pro kind of siding with that is like if we don't want to we don't have to like Mm. find something like if we want to be just us we don't have to say no to other activities other than just saying no to like commitments like that we've already made like you know what i'm saying like friend or family will get together all the time Mm -hmm. and it'll be great it would be great to Mm -hmm. go and visit with family all the time but then not having them so close gives us the option like okay so that's not our fall but like not fallback plan but like that's not just the normal That's thing that we do. That's not our priority in right. our everyday life because they're not right. here. So we can have that time to yeah. figure out like, okay, so maybe we want to start doing poetry together. Maybe we want to like start writing music together, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. We have our own time for that. Right. That's very true. Yeah. It definitely is a little less of a hectic of a life probably. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're, we're both very much the people that we want to go to, we no, I don't know. Maybe we aren't. I feel I feel like if we lived near family, we'd be like going to every little thing that everyone's mm-hmm. doing. Mm-hmm. We're not really that way with other things, but I feel like with family, we would be very much like yeah. if anything's happening with family, we'd be there. Yeah. And that would, I feel like our lives are already hectic and it's not even hectic compared to what it would be like if we. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, sometimes hectic is good. Yeah. But also it's been, yeah, it's been really nice to not have something every night, every week, every month. Yeah. Like some of the things like it's sad when we're, we're missing out on milestones in both our families. Like one of Joshua's little nephews just started playing hockey and it's the cutest thing (laughs) of my life. And it's like, we're not, we're probably never going to be there when he has a game. Or when he, like in his beginning years. And that's really sad because it's like we're not, like we go home and our families talk about these things that happened in everyday life and we're, we get to listen to these memories but we're not a part of them. Mm -hmm. And that's, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah, not being able to, almost it makes you feel like an outsider. Yeah. And when you visit home, it's not like, hey, I'm getting with my family again. It's like, hey, I'm visiting this family that I was once part of, you know? Like, yeah. as much as it sucks to say that, that's sometimes what it feels like because it's like, okay, well, they're they're all, like, still living their lives. It's not like life pauses outside of our own life, right. you know? And excuse my, my talking. My nose is kind of clogged. It's got lots of allergies. Allergies. Um, but, yeah, when we go home, I I don't know. It's It's strange. 
It is very strange. Like I remember when we first moved down here, going home for the first Christmas, and it was kind of like the first time that we were home for an extended period of time with mm-hmm. our families. And I just remember being like, they were talking about all these things going on and things that had happened and kind of talking about your year. And it's just like, wait, I'm not in any of those memories. I don't memories. remember any of that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you live it, you relive it with them. And so it, you kind of, it kind of becomes a shared memory. But we, you and I are not a part of those memories, mm-hmm. um, which is just is very strange. Yeah. And very sad. Yeah. For me, because I'm super nostalgic. And mm-hmm. um, what's like the word for sentimental? I'm very sentimental. sentimental. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's sad to see things going on and knowing that, hey, we're eight and a half hours away mm-hmm. or seven and, seven and a bit for your family. Mm-hmm. Like we, we can't just like, if something were to happen, like not bad, like mm-hmm. if it was good and they were having like a weekend to celebrate, we probably wouldn't be able to make it up there because like, Right. That's eight and a half hours. It's mm-hmm. I think recently we went up to my family for a day, right? Was it a, okay. two days? We oh, went it was Friday. like a quick weekend trip, yeah. Yeah, and that was hard to yeah. do. Like, I don't know if any of you, y'all, y'all have traveled on weekends like by car, but maybe, okay, maybe I'm sounding petty when I'm saying this because eight and a half is probably nothing to a lot of people. No, I know, but it's like we do it so often. Yeah. Like we'll make, and we'll make like six trips a year mm-hmm. to see our families, to try to see each family three times. And that is just like, and then, and that's not counting like other trips that we take. We try to at least like go camping once and we try to, you know, go and, and then it's like all of our, we host a lot too. Like we just got done with a whole month of hosting. So it's like, it's, a, it's, and then when you have to get in the car and drive for eight hours, six times a year, that's like every other month you're driving like that. It's, it's exhausting. Was that 48 hours ish? If it was up to my family every, that's like, like how long in a car that oh. we're taking. It's like, if we're doing it six times a year at yeah. an average of eight hours, like that's yeah. that's a lot of driving and driving is not relaxing. <laughs> it's not not even if you're in the passenger seat. <laughs> well, it it used to be a lot different when we didn't have Jack, our dog. Yeah. Cuz it would be it like I just <laughs> I was such a bad passenger. I would just sleep. And <laughs> Joshua would be driving and be like, "Peace. I'm going to take a 4-hour nap while I take my off shift." Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's not like, it's not, we dread driving, but then once we're in the car, it's fine. Like it's never, doesn't, like there, there are very few trips where we're like, oh my gosh, get me there. Uh But it just like, it usually goes fast once we're in the car, but it's just the thought of it mentally preparing and like, ugh. I always, I always think about it. Oh, I'm going to be in the car for a full work day. (laughs) It's like, hmm, I'm going to be working for four hours, then I'm going to take a lunch, and then I'm going to work for another three hours. <sighs> but instead yeah. of working and keeping my mind occupied, mm-hmm. I'm staring at lines blinking in front of me on the road and yeah. other cars, brake lights, and yeah. yeah. Not that I'm ever driving the whole time, but like, it, right. it's just sitting for eight hours is tough. Yeah. Um, but podcasts help. Podcasts do help. So where are you going with that? I don't know. I just... <laughs> <laughs> podcasts help. And... Well, I was going to say, we listen to it. We 
recently, like in the last years a bit, we started listening to a lot of podcasts. Mm-hmm. And and it's the best when we have a podcast that we're really obsessed with because the time goes by so fast. Because you'll finish an episode and you'll be like, wow, that's 45 minutes over. Let's listen to another one. And you're so focused on listening to what you're listening to yeah, that you don't even think about the time that's gone by. And then you listen to three episodes and suddenly it's like, oh, wow, we're three hours in. It's like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. So yeah. that's, that's awesome. That's, that's the key. Major key alert. That's the major key for driving is finding podcasts that are at least an hour. Yes. For long drives. If you're driving to work, you can go ahead and listen to us. But if you're doing a long <laughs> drive, don't. Um, no, listen to us all the time. Just over and over and over and over. Yeah. Use one of our podcasts as your alarm in the morning. Yeah. Hello. Welcome to your morning. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, okay, back back to, back, back back, to our, back. our pros and cons. Um. But yeah, one of the one of the cons that kind of goes with feeling like you're kind of alienated from the family is like both of us, mm-hmm. both of our immediate siblings live near home, mm-hmm. like live all within a ten. All of them live within like ten to fifteen minutes of home, mm-hmm. and they can drop in whenever and they can leave whenever, mm-hmm. and that is something that I feel like I would like if we live closer. You know, yeah. being able to like, hey, do you mind if we come over for dinner? We'll make you dinner. So we can hang out and get to know each other. Because yeah. I, um, I growing up, I was close with my sisters, but never like crazy, like just sharing everything all the time because I'm mm-hmm. like the youngest brother. I'm, I have to keep secrets from my sisters. Absolutely. Um, it's obvious. Obviously. Yeah, yeah obviously. <laughs> um, but I would love to be closer with my sisters and I feel like that would push that forward and be able mm-hmm. to press into that. Because I'm a millennial and I have to realize that if I want friendships, I actually have to text people and not expect them <laughs> to text me. Yeah. And that's hard. that's another hard thing about being away from family is if you do have good relationships with your family and you care about your family, staying in touch has to be like a constant effort. And yeah. Yeah. And that is so hard for me because I am not, I'm not the kind of person to call even like once a week. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... It's not that I don't want to talk to my family or, or like, catch up with them, but it's just, like, I legitimately just forget. Yep. I'm so in my own little world that I just, like, I don't, like, I have to, I'll have to set reminders for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but one thing that I found that has helped me with that is to call more often for a shorter amount of time. Like, some people will call mm. less frequently but then talk for, like, an hour to two hours but and that's what has always been daunting to me because it's like I can never find like an hour or two hours where I'm I'm going to be uninterrupted for that period of time. So it's always been kind of like why don't I can't like when do I have time where I have that much free time all at once? But so I've kind of tried to switch my mindset to to thinking I can call more often and then only talk for like fifteen to twenty minutes. Yeah, and hmm. um, you know. Or, or like a half hour, and it can still be a really good phone call, but then I can call more often, and it's not as daunting to think about yeah. calling home because if you take that pressure off of it, well, it has to be an hour or two hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I feel like it's easier to talk to someone for only 15 minutes than trying to find stuff to talk about for an hour, you know? Yeah. For me, at least. I'm terrible at talking on the phone, but yeah. I don't know. Maybe that's, yeah. a, that's good advice. 
just interesting. I mean, I know other people have different opinions. Like I was just talking to Katie, who was on the episode on the podcast last week. KT. KT. Um, and she was talking about how when she calls her friends, like they usually set up, set aside a longer period of time to talk. Mm-hmm. And I guess I do that with some people. Like when I, when, you know, when I Skype with some of my friends who aren't here, um, if it's like a Skype date, like a video chat, it usually I try to have more time than just 15, 20 minutes. But thinking about just picking up the phone and calling home, for me, it's less daunting if I think about 15, 20 minutes because there's, there's so many of us. Like I have, I have five siblings and two parents, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, you know, trying to stay in touch with each person. Like even if I was just calling my two parents, like trying to call both my parents once a week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. I'm sorry, family. Yeah, me too. Formal apology. We, like, in the same realm, my sisters and I have, like, said, all right, we're going to continue. Like, I even started up a group chat with my sisters to keep in contact with them more often. Lasted about 25 minutes. (laughs) And I haven't, like, revisited it. And it's not because I don't want to talk to them. It's just, like, I legitimately am busy. Or, no, that's that's wrong. That's a bad excuse. Incorrect. I am not busy. I am just forgetful. Yeah, we're just forgetful. And and sometimes lazy. And sometimes lazy. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I don't know, back when we first got married or back when we were both living on our own away from family, like, before marriage, I think the dynamic of living, a, a, like, afar, living, <laughs> living far away from family was different mm-hmm. because I didn't have, like, this time, like, now my day is not just my day. My day is our day. Mm-hmm. And when I make plans, I need to check with you first. Not need to. I want to mm-hmm. because, it, I mean, that's one little bit of advice for couples out there. Check with each other before you yeah. make plans. Yep. Because there's nothing worse than finding out something's happening and being like, oh, I, I don't know remember knowing about happening. that. Yeah. Yeah. So going from being on your own, like, a sole person being able to like, oh yeah, if my mom's calling me, like my mom has called me several times over the last few months, like just randomly out of the blue. Mm-hmm. And it was great because I get to talk to her. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like am looking at the phone. I'm like, hey, do you mind if I talk to my mom for a little bit? And it's fine because if, if we're, we're together, if we're together. Yeah. No, not like, if like we're having a night in. Right. Not like I text you. No. Like, hey, my mom's calling. Can I talk? Like, that's not what I'm saying. Can you grant me permission? <laughs> that's not what it is. It's just like, if we're sitting here watching TV, do you mind if I take 15 minutes to go and talk to my yeah, mom? Yeah. And it's fine. You know? So, and that's just a common courtesy that we give each yeah. other. Because it's like, I, I, don't, I don't like being surprised by things, and neither does Joshua. So we just kind of like, from the very beginning, have, like, even if someone, even if it's just plans for, like, me or just plans for you, it's like, we'll still be like... I, you know, I'll probably like, I'll probably be able to do that, but let me just let me check and get back to you, and then mm-hmm. I'll shoot you a text and be like, "Hey, are you okay if I go to happy hour this night or whatever?" And just so that there's not like, so that it's not like, "Hey, I'm doing this," mm-hmm. but that it's like, if you wanted me to be home or if you wanted to spend that time together, then I want to make room for that to happen. Yeah, and it makes you feel important. Like it makes yeah. you feel loved and cared for when. Like, you could be doing everything else in the world, but you want to make sure that it's, like, known to me that that's what's happening just in case I wanted, like, something different that we could talk about, you know? 
So yeah. I think that's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think the whole communication with family um, is a pro and con in itself because I think great conversations can happen when you haven't talked to someone for a long time, but also um, not being able to talk to them on a daily basis, sometimes things are kind of lost on the way mm -hmm. and you don't get to talk about those things as, as much. And yeah. like when you go home and you meet with your family, you're like, so what's new? It's like, well, pff, everything. Like, <laughs> Sit everything down for five new. hours and let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, for real. Yeah. It could be boring in the middle because a lot of it is just me sitting, you know, like, because there's just things that you don't remember. Mm -hmm. And, um, but I feel like that would be a pro of being in a living situation closer to family is that you are a lot closer yeah. in the things that you talk about in yeah. your lives. Yeah. I also think like one thing that I've, one thing that I've learned in the process of being away from family is that I think I value family so much more yes. than I would if I was close because, yes. um, it doesn't matter how normal in quotes your family is. <laughs> Family's crazy. Yep. And like because it's family and you've known each other your entire lives, you get on each other's nerves real quick. And so I feel like being away from family just helped me value like what I had and, and my relationships with my parents and my siblings, I feel like got better mm. when I moved away because I me personally on my end of the relationships I valued them yeah like I realized what I had after I moved away you know how great of a family I had even despite the crazy and mm -hmm. um and yeah so I feel like in the process of moving away I learned how important family is because mm -hmm. I, I wasn't able to access it every day and the you know their opportunity to get on my nerves isn't is only present a few times a year mm -hmm. And even if they get on my nerves, I still love them. Like, it, it's family. I'm always going to love them. So, yeah. Um, but it, yeah, I don't know. I feel like The that. fuse is longer. Yeah. <laughs> the fuse is longer. Yep. Um, yeah. Oh, man, I had something to say. I can't. Oh, no. Oh, man. Well, you were saying about how you value your family more. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's where we're at with all of this. We were very much just kind of recapping, like, we we live away from family, mm -hmm. and those are kind of the things that we find to be the good and the bad things that we've experienced. But mm -hmm. we only come from one. Um, <laughs> we come from this situation in our lives, mm -hmm. and not many people. Sorry, we're like I'm moving my hand a lot. Yeah. And whatever. Um, but we are here, mm -hmm. and anyone else listening could be close to family. Like I know my sisters listen from time to time. Mm -hmm. I know friends of ours listen that are close to home, <laughs> and um, I think it's <laughs> sorry. She just flashed me, and I lost my train of thought. Uh... <laughs> okay, um, what I'm trying to say is, if you are listening and you live close to family, mm -hmm. let us know your pros and cons because yes, we don't we'd know. Because I mean, who knows when we'll move? Mm -hmm. Like it could be, it could be next week. It could be in like five years. We have no idea. Week? No, that's not true. It can't be next week. It can't. It can't. But it could be at any time, and right. we want to know. Okay, what are we like? What not are what are we in for? Yeah. But like, what's gonna happen? What should our we life expect? is gonna change if we're closer yeah. to family, or if we're further away? How's that gonna look? Like, is your family in another country? Who knows? Yeah, 
we'd love to hear that. Yeah. I find that so fascinating. Yep. So, yeah. So, thank you for listening. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, everybody. We're going to go drink our kombucha and eat some Sammy's. Season 2 theme music was written and performed by Noah Jordan, an incredibly talented local artist.